2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the May 25th, 2007 edition of The Relevant Podcast, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine in RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is the illustrious editorial crew. Oh, I said illustrious last week. The outstanding editorial <laughs> the crew. The luminous. The mysterious. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Editorial director, Kara Davis. Hello. Managing editor, Adam Smith. Greetings. And web content producer, Jesse Carey. Hello there. (laughs) You didn't say hello, friends.
3: Yeah, I know. I wanted to change it up a little, but at the last second, I got scared and I was like, no, I got to change it up.
2: There. All right. um, Special podcast today. It'll probably be quite a bit better than usual because there will be less of us and more of other things. Mm -hmm. We have two special guests today. We have Sharon Cohn from International Justice Mission, and we also have a live in-studio performance by Joan Zetta. Coming up a little bit later, so both really good things, both definitely worth staying tuned for.
3: Yeah, and people have been clamoring. Well, I wouldn't say clamoring, but there has been mention of, <laughs> hey, we want some meaty stuff every once in a while. And Sharon has does such awesome things with uh, international justice mission, and I th- I thought it was a very inspiring conversation. Yeah, this is amazing. And she's a great speaker, too.
2: So this is our every once in a while meaty podcast.
3: Exactly.
4: Yeah, we, we do something of substance once every couple months.
3: However, however,
1: we
2: will completely balance that out with your feedback at the end of the podcast about <laughs> yeah. your horrible yes. make out and dating experiences. Yeah, exactly.
5: Yeah, this is like a Memorial Day cookout. We've got some steak on the grill, and <gasps> then we'll follow it up with some... some Pies
2: pie. Pie.
5: Yeah. yeah.
4: Cotton candy. Some of those uh, pink snowballs, the little
3: Debbie snowballs. Mm. Yeah. And Jonesetta is like firecrackers Ooh. at the uh, Memorial Day. They're not even in the food category. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's July 4th, isn't it? The firecrackers?
3: Yeah. Well, sometimes... You can, you, you can have them anytime. Yeah, sometimes you head down to Adriatic the legal quality. fireworks shack You know, a couple <laughs> <laughs> weeks early. Yeah, they're
4: like the fireworks that you've been saving since last year just for this occasion. <laughs> yeah.
3: They may or may and, not go off. <laughs> yeah, but one of them, you it know, one very, of the bottle rockets...
4: Kind of flips around and hits you in the chest.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you got a couple, Birds you got a, a couple duds in, in there, but you also got a couple wild cards that everyone look out. You know, shooting these yeah. bottle rockets.
4: Are we still making this analogy uh, about Zetta? Yeah, like, because really, still allegorical.
3: Because really, we were really curious about how Zetta, who is, I, I think they're one of my favorite bands out right now, but they're dance rock and they're very cool dance rock how their music would translate into an acoustic set. So it was like a wily bottle rocket. <laughs> that flew back and hit you in the chest. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. And entertainment releases coming out today, Friday, May 25th, 2007. We have two movies and only two. Last week we had one, Shrek. This week we have two. So really in the summer... The movies are bigger and juicier, but you have fewer to choose from. Yeah, mm-hmm. no one wants to it's go like up against
3: Spider Man or Shrek, or in this case. It's
2: kind of like a Memorial Day barbecue where uh-huh. you have steak on the grill and then <laughs> yeah. you got a and, random hot dog on the side. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, it's like he wants a hot dog. Yeah, yeah. no yeah. one wants a hot dog. A jello mole <laughs> <laughs> filled with bread pudding.
4: That's awesome. It's, also like, good. it's like having 850 hot dogs and one turkey burger.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just true. in case. <laughs>
2: We have Bug coming out for your family entertainment (laughs) pleasure. It's a horror movie starring Ashley Judd and uh, Harry Connick Jr. (laughs) What? What? And also coming out is Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End.
3: I've never... What is this? Man, Bug is going to crush a horror movie. movie. Is this an indie? Yeah. <laughs> what it's are they a, thinking? It, it is... I can't
4: believe they would release the same weekend as Bug. They're going to get
3: crazy. Who's in this? Johnny Depp. Okay. I'm giving that. <laughs> Kiera Knightley? I don't know. And
2: Orlando.
3: These, these
4: kids. Orlando yeah. Bloom... Is this a foreign film or
2: something? <laughs> <laughs> it's an artsy movie. Yeah. Yeah. Just see There's Bug a, and call it yeah, a Yeah, this is an art house flick. <laughs> All right, uh, so that's your uh, movies. And coming out in store, CDs coming out on Tuesday, we have Stars with Do You Trust Your Friends? Cool. All-Star United with Love and Radiation. Uh, Dinosaur Jr. with Dinosaur Jr. Whoa. And then the Blades of Glory soundtrack. Mm.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of a slim week, so So, I was like, I'll throw that one in there. Well, you know...
2: I hope that this is actually the Canadian Blades of Glory soundtrack. <laughs> the uh, Renaissance reenactors?
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is, yeah. It's very epic. It's a very epic album. Now, it's,
2: it's similar to the Braveheart thing, the soundtrack. It actually is. They just handmade. made <laughs> they, they like <laughs> <they're burned> virality,
4: <laughs> and they <laughs> made covers. Yeah, yeah There's, there's a couple of tunes in there, though. <laughs> um, does it seem odd to anyone else that Dinosaur Jr. has been around for 20 years, and they're just now getting around to naming an album after themselves? Sure, And also
2: coming out... <laughs> I guess not as odd as it seems to me. Also coming out, Jason Upton with Beautiful People. Mm. I'm uh, listening to it uh, today in the car, and it's fantastic. If you like raw, very intense worship uh, Jason Upton's Beautiful People is one to definitely he, check it's out. It's awesome.
3: He stuff. actually just used, he used to, because he, he was a student at Regent University in yeah, Virginia wasn't Beach. was he the
2: worship leader there?
3: Yeah, and he was a worship leader at my uh, church for a while back in Virginia. Wow. wow. And I mean, I it was, was, awesome. oh, it was amazing because he, his philosophy of, of worship and even a church service is so, is so much different than mm-hmm. conventional uh, worship leaders. That it is really an experience every time, even listening to the... It, I think that translates well in his albums. You, you really can connect with that. But if you ever get a chance to see him uh, perform live, it's really... Yeah. It, it's more yeah, than
4: just a, like a concert. It's
1: an experience. Yeah, it really it's is. not
4: even a
3: performance. It's just...
4: It's amazing. Like, there's not a bit of pretense about him in the way that he, you know, enters into worship. Like, there's no performance aspect to it. I remember when I saw him, he played for like three hours. And then he finished the song and he just said, okay, I think we're done.
3: And just got up and walked off. I, I remember when he used to like do some stuff with the youth, and I was talking to him one time. I was I was in high school, and he was just kind of telling because a lot of us were, you know, in sort of youth ministry or whatever. And and he was just like just trying to convey the fact that just to be totally reliant on God. And he said one time when he went to go lead in front of Regent for the first time. There's like a lot of law students and a lot of prim and proper, and and so he went up there and was like, you know what, I don't think. We're supposed to start yet. I think some people. I think we just need to um, just kind of wait for a little while. I think everyone needs to pray, and this isn't about like entertainment or anything. And so he said he sat there and it was really uncomfortable for about the first five minutes, but he let it go for like a kind of an uncomfortable, really unconventional amount of time, like twenty minutes or so before he got started. But he said it really helped people kind of just see like outside of like okay I'm here to do this in this set order and really just kind of uh, you know connect on a personal level you know that's cool
2: I like him he's a great guy he hates uh, publicity and probably be quite upset with us if you knew that we were talking about him like this so Um, he's an authentic guy and just uh, wants to worship and definitely go check out his new album it's called Jason Upton Beautiful People
5: yeah that's not actually his real name (laughs) (laughs)
2: Okay Well that'll do it For your entertainment releases And your intense Worship experience releases Up next (laughs) Up next We have Sharon Cohn From International Justice Mission Stay tuned Listening to LCD Sound System, the song is "All My Friends," and it's playing right now over at Relevant TV. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard the featured video this week. It's Switchfoot with the song "Awakening," and um, when if you go over to Relevant TV and look at it, we are using a very old picture of Switchfoot <laughs> for some reason. Uh, yeah, so go check that out. Relevant TV, tune in.
5: Recently, we had Sharon Cohn in their Relevant Studios. Uh, she's with IJM, and we were so excited to have her with us um, just to talk about the work that they're doing, especially since we did an article on Gary Haugen, the president of IJM, in the March-April issue. Um, in our interview, we kind of cover what IJM does and how individuals can respond just to the overwhelming need for justice in the world. Today in the studio, we have Sharon Cohn with us from International Justice Mission. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And you are the Senior Vice President of Interventions for IJM. And anyone who's seen the recent issue of the magazine has seen the article on Gary Haugen, who is the president of IJM, which is a human rights agency that... Basically, rescues victims of injustice around the world, whether that's, you know, violence, sexual exploitation, slavery, or oppression. Um, so Sharon, describe kind of your role with IJM.
6: Yeah, I'm in charge of about uh, 180 staff or so that we have who are responsible for executing on our casework around the world. So that's the legal department, the investigations department, government relations, and uh, aftercare principally. So our teams are based in 14 offices in 10 countries around the world. Uh, working with local law enforcement, local prosecutors, local care providers to rescue victims of injustice, bring accountability to the perpetrators, ensure quality aftercare for the victims, and work towards structural transformation, some of the problems that continuously afflict the poor in the areas where we work.
5: Yeah, and that's what I love about IJM is that it's not just... Um, it's not just rescuing people, it's, it's, you know, completing the whole package, making sure that, you know, things in the area won't, it won't happen that way again. I think a lot of people our age are really into people getting rescued from brothels and things like that, but the aftercare thing is sometimes an afterthought. It, you probably can't talk about any, you know, cases going on right now, but can you give us a couple examples, maybe something recently that you guys have been involved with?
6: Um, sure in um, in Cambodia, this last summer, perhaps as a for a good example, one of the problems that we come across is that foreigners, including Americans, will travel to places where they believe law enforcement is not as strong as it would be in the United States in order to brutally exploit uh, young children so in Cambodia, for example, we had two separate cases of American pedophiles who had been in the country for a number of years and who, in one case uh, was keeping. Uh, young girls in his house and torturing them quite brutally and sexually abusing them. And in another case, an American who had lived there for several years was running a bar where he was selling to children, to other foreigners who would come to his bar in order to exploit them. And in both of those cases, we were able to work with local law enforcement to get those individuals arrested. And in both cases, those individuals were brought back to the United States on different charges to stand trial in the United States, one under old existing charges and 100 charges stemming from what he had actually done in Cambodia. And that really raises for us this issue of, you know, what is it that people in the United States are doing to facilitate these crimes? Like what market are they creating by traveling to these places? And, well, committing crimes of such brutality and also being willing to pay uh, large sums of money in order to be able to brutalize these children. Um, So I was in uh, Cambodia at the end of the summer and met with those children who were, Uh, Now in aftercare, and also talk to our investigators about that case, those cases. And I think among the cases that I've worked on or worked with recently, uh, those are among the most brutal that we've seen. But we've also seen some really encouraging things, for example, in Guatemala, where justice can be very hard to obtain. Our Guatemalan office have had some recent successes in a number of convictions and cases, including. A case of a foreign national, in this case uh, an Irish national who had been staying in an area, a tourist area in Guatemala and had been abusing a young Mayan girl uh, and able to see a conviction in that case and see him sent to prison in Guatemala for that crime. Um, So we've seen a lot recently in terms of some encouraging signs of law enforcement being able to obtain the evidence that they need to secure an arrest and even to secure convictions in cases.
4: Now in uh working with the law enforcement in these countries and the governments in these countries, do you find overall that they're that they're help, helpful and forthright in dealing with i j m or is it kind of an uphill battle sometimes
6: well i think in i would say in every place that we work, there are officers of goodwill who are well-intentioned towards benefiting their community and securing justice for individuals in their community. In many places where we work, there are also individuals who are not necessarily in law enforcement for that reason. Corruption is a problem throughout the world. The United States is not immune to that problem, but it is a significant problem in places where law enforcement, let's say, gets paid $30 a month for monthly salary in a place where the cost of living is certainly can't, you can't be sustained on $30 a month. So there's an expectation that the majority of the income a law enforcement officer makes is by some other means than by an actual State paid salary, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of money to be made in brothels. It's a an, an extraordinary money making enterprise. I think the numbers and they vary widely because it's hard to calculate in illegal enterprises. But I've heard that organized crime makes between five billion and fifteen billion dollars a year in uh, in trafficking or in in slavery. So, you know, if you consider what you might make if a girl is sold ten times a night for a child. So, if you have a young child who brings in a lot, of, uh, who uh, customers will pay a lot of money to rape, and it's thirty dollars a customer, and you think of that every day, or even more than that, if you think of that that every day, what a brothel keeper makes, and what a brothel keeper might be willing to pay in order to protect that enterprise, you can imagine that sometimes it's difficult to to get past that in order to get law enforcement to. Uh, act on a particular case. But in places, this is the reason why I think having offices in those places is so important, is that you build up relationships over time. We do police training programs in a number of countries where we work, which is which help us um, and help them sort of identify individuals who can succeed in, for example, anti-trafficking operations and really highlight them and build relationships with them and then go to them when we have evidence with regard to a certain type of case so that we can work directly with individuals that we have a history of success with. Mm-hmm. So some of the repeat player issues become helpful in cases, particularly in cases of trafficking, where they can be cases involving um, quite a lot of money in the criminal enterprise.
5: Mm. Well, how can someone get involved in, in what you guys are doing?
6: Well, I, you know, I think one of the things that inspired me about coming to work for IJM was this issue of actually, like, what do you want us to do? Like, you know, and, and I think people, particularly uh, students or people just out of school, really want to know, yeah. I want to know that there's something I can actually do. So I would say um, among those things, it, it, sounds, it can sound less satisfying than actually going and becoming a law enforcement officer and doing these particular cases, but it's so critical to raising the level of concern. One of the things you can do is become informed about what is going on in the world. We can live despite the massive amount of information that we have access to, incredibly insulated and insular lives mm-hmm. um, and we're deprived of just the because we get so much information deprived of actual concern about mm-hmm. individuals right because you hear twenty seven million people and and literally like this this happens to me even still you think oh. That's sad, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's just such a massive number that you can't be inspired about what it is you can be actually asked to do something about. But I would say become informed about what's actually going on, in particular what's going on in your own community. On issues of trafficking, we hear this all the time. We don't work in the United States. We work outside the United States, but there are places where trafficking is a problem in the United Mm -hmm. States. Become uh, involved in that. Become informed about that. There's also ways to just raise uh, awareness in your own community about ways that you can get involved. Can you provide finances to help people? get access to the resources they otherwise can't afford. So, for example, the poor just simply can't afford to pay for legal advocacy. Mm. I've worked on cases, just to give you an example, where a woman knew, a woman got worried that she hadn't been able to find her daughter. She was told her daughter was going to be working in a noodle shop, but she hadn't heard from her in a year and a half. So she went to find her daughter. And when she got to the noodle shop, she found out her daughter was actually at the brothel next door. She went to the brothel manager and demanded that her daughter be released because Star wasn't supposed to be there. And the brothel manager just said, no, your daughter owes me the money that I paid for her. Hmm. Hmm. And until she pays me back, you can't have her back. And, you know, what's most extraordinary about that story to me is that the mother went home. They, there was literally no place that she could go. And this is the truth for much of the poor around the world today, that there is no place to go for um, relief from such trouble. And you know, the when I think about the no that the brothel keeper said to the mother, the fact is that the, that's a no that's heard around the world over and over mm-hmm. again. It's the no that the powerful say to the powerless over and over again, that the arrogant say to the humble in circumstances, right? It's just the no of like, you have nothing to stop what I am doing. Mm-hmm. So I think some of it comes and certainly providing resources. That some of it comes with keeping uh, your local officials and government officials aware of what's going on in the world and what they need to be doing about it, encouraging governments to have a right response. You know, Slavery is illegal in every single country in the world, and yet there are 27 million slaves mm-hmm. in the world. So it suggests you know, this is not the same thing as trying to, you know, we need to pass a law that makes this illegal, that lets people know that this is illegal. No, it's illegal everywhere. It's simply that there's so much money being made on it um, that the law is disregarded, and how can you work to get the law enforced. I would also say, you know, consider going into careers that are public service-minded, right, in the sense of, you know, actually believe that you can make a difference. Um, I'm sort of unoriginally inspired by Mother Teresa in the sense that, you know, she's, this is true for many people, but one of the reasons that she's so inspiring is that she says things like, if I'd never picked up the one... I would never have picked up the 42,000 in Calcutta, Mm. which when she made that statement was the number of people that they had served uh, in the home in in Calcutta. And I think, by the way, when people say, like, it's so massive, there's nothing I can do. Like, if you actually never help the one person, you'll never help the thousands of people. So consider a career in law enforcement. Consider a career in law. Consider a career in social work in ways you might have services that you could pass on to people in desperate Mm. need.
5: That's great. Yeah. Thank you so
6: much for being with us today. We appreciate uh,
5: just your words and and helping us become more educated about this. and And we hope that people will,
6: will continue that on their own as well. Well, thank thank you for being interested and uh, and for covering this issue. Absolutely. We appreciate it.
2: You're listening to Peter Walker. The song is Young Gravity, and it's playing right now over at Relevant.tv.
3: Very cool video, Yeah, by the
2: way. Kind of illustrated. Yeah. Very cool. Well, uh, as part of the new music onslaught, 2007. That makes it sound painful. (laughs) Well, some of it was.
1: (laughs) You won't hear those. Yeah, you won't.
2: (laughs) But not this performance. So, yeah, we should should dub it the New Music Onslaught 2007. Yeah, I definitely think so. Jonesetta came through the studio, and as uh, Jesse said earlier, they're kind of a synth dance rock kind of thing although they wouldn't probably like that description that I <laughs> <Yeah>. just gave <laughs>
1: they're
3: very they're very progressive yeah and they're a lot of fun yeah um, and they're actually uh, I, I feel like they're going to be one of the big up and coming artists they're actually signed the biggest contract ever to Tooth and Nail they're being quartered by a lot of major well, labels and the,
2: the biggest like first album yeah contract yeah I'm sure they've had bigger contracts for some of their yeah, huge... Well, yeah, huge for
3: artists. like a debut artist. And they actually did a lot of work early on with producers who worked with other bands like All-American Rejects. And so a lot of buzz about Jonesetta.
2: Yeah. And they, their current album is called Popularity. It's, uh, it's out yeah. now. Uh, if you go to joanzetta.com and click under tour, which is what I just did to find out if they're on tour right now, mm-hmm. you will find that they have not updated their tour listing since 2006. So it's actually <laughs> it's actually not much help. Tsk, tsk. Uh, you can check them out on MySpace uh, or com. Uh, it's jonesetta with a Z, by the way.
5: Sounds like a car, a model of a car.
2: Yeah, like the Plymouth Jones data. <laughs> yes. Speaking of dot .coms, by the way, did you see that this week, Relevant was featured on the front page of verb.com? I did,
3: three down from the top.
2: Uh, yeah, I was out of town actually this week and didn't know that, And but I update the verb page and I approve the friends and stuff. And so, you know, I check in a couple times a day and just, you know, approve the friends that I want to approve. There's certain people I don't approve. Um, <sighs> and... It's normally like, you know, 25 or, you know, 18 or whatever and I and I logged in and it was like 117. And I was like, <laughs> all right, something happened. <laughs> and I don't know what. And then 3 hours later I checked in again. All right, what's going on here? And then somebody sent me an email going, "Hey, I saw you guys on the front page of Verb. Uh, so if you haven't been over there, check out verb.com, v i r b.com. Apparently when I said it another time I just said verb and people were going to verb.com and were wondering wonder that where, is. where yeah. our page was. Yeah,
4: I, I do know that that verb.com is full of action.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, some of it's passive. It? Yeah. it can be. It yeah. can be.
4: Generally, yeah. though. Generally, though. It's an action-packed website.
2: Uh, Joan Zetta, they played several great songs. Again, this is kind of uncharted territory. Them doing an acoustic set, uh, which is a very different sound from their stuff. So if you like what you hear... Go check out their album. Check out jonesetta.com. And without any further ado, here is
0: Jonesetta. Um, this song is called Get Ready Hot Machete. It's about dancing. It goes like this. Ooh, back and forth then. Ooh, back and forth. Know that cash is king. You press your money and you take your chances. Honey, take my hand. This song is called Imagination. It's about knowing that you're supposed to be doing something and actually doing it. It goes like this. And could it be with some in a world of repetition? With people pretending they're so in love And could it be we found our way out of this womb Cause all I ever do is sleep, come take me now
2: Listening to The Chariot. The song is They Faced Each Other.
3: It's a face melter. Right it is there. a face
2: melter. Uh, actually, all you uh, face melter fans, every week in the last couple of weeks and probably the next couple of weeks, we're going to have some uh, some stuff for you on Relevant TV. Yes, so. we are.
3: We had, who was it last week? Was it Norma Jean?
2: Norma Jean was a feature video last week. Got The Chariot this week. Little sneak preview. The new Underoath coming up yep. next week. So. You know, we're, we're bringing
3: it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Something for everybody. Something for
2: everyone.
5: Keeping me happy.
2: <laughs> Last week we asked you, I, I guess it was because of Rob Rob's uh, story about the cemetery. We, uh, yeah. we ended up asking you guys about your most awkward date experience, slash make-out experience, slash when you got caught, slash if you kissed dating goodbye, the most awkward group setting that you had. You know, just... Whatever we just wanted some really funny awkward stories of bad things that have happened to you, and uh, you guys did not disappoint us. Speaking of not disappointing us, we were bombarded and incredibly positively overwhelmed with Adamant's designs. Yeah, thank oh, you guys. Yes.
1: I, have, I have everyone no,
2: who sent in Adamant's I, designs. I can't thank you. since the movie poster. I mean, I think we got more. I mean, I can't. Mm. I cannot remember the last time we got more. Design submissions from uh, from a question of the week than, than we did this week, and they were funny. Yeah, they were really good. I got
3: and I got to say the set, I had no part. That was just you two. That was Cameron and Adam with the whole setup with the adamant thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And you know, Cameron with the idea, Adam had the slogan
2: emphatically fresh. They're
3: emphatically yeah. fresh. And I felt like that was a great little bit. But the readers are the ones who took this one over the top. They really did. Oh, my gosh. You guys a, came through in a big way.
2: So I'm posting those on time. I'm posting them today, Friday, at, uh, on the podcast stuff page at relevantmagazine.com. Seriously, you need to go look at these things because they, they blew us away. They're yeah. hilarious. I,
4: I, would, I would eat them now. I would eat the adamants <laughs> before I was skeptical. I was like, I don't know if those sound that good, but the, <laughs> the, uh, the pleasant packaging it's marketing, man. Yeah, that's it's all about marketing. Like before I was like, uh, eh, you know, now I am absolutely I, with utter conviction I would eat adamant. Yeah, I think <laughs> you're
2: adamant, you adamantly yes, for adamant.
4: Absolutely. I am unwavering in my support of adamant.
3: I could see like a television campaign where it's just you in like your whole get up from the from the photo shoot, monocle uh-huh. pipe and all. Yeah. And and you just like hold out the adamant so you get a close up of the winning design. You open one and be like, have one. I implore you. No, <laughs> I insist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it just says, adamant. You know? <laughs> Emphatically it. fresh. Yeah. Ding. And that's it. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: uh,
2: I insist.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he is adamant. <laughs>
2: Because then the the commercial is one of those high volume ones that you see it like five times in one show, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he keeps insisting. Yeah, Yeah.
4: Yeah, I see it like every time in a bit different way and a bit more
3: frenzied. Yeah, Yeah. and I see it kind of like combination between like a Gap commercial and the Apple commercial, where it's just all white in the background and Adam comes walking up, and he's the only thing. See, I had
2: his heels clicking.
4: (laughs) See, I had kind of imagined myself in a (laughs) wingback chair. In front of a mm-hmm. roaring fireplace, you yeah. know, My and, like the right, Worthen office. like the
2: Worthers originals, right? Yeah, and just
4: leaning forward, like have a mint, I insist. <laughs> and then by the end of it, I'm like, by the fifth commercial or so, I'm practically foaming at the mouth, like eat the mint, people, eat the mint.
3: And then you turn around and you throw like a a cup of scotch into the fire, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 I said, eat one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: And then, then the campaign gets really awkward. It's like you, like outside, just sprinting and screaming. <laughs> One came in
2: for, just now from Spencer Frueling. Oh, I've got, got to a see moment it. Too got soon. Got to soon. Oh see it. my gosh, is this gra- is crazy. Is it gorgeous? He, he did an ad for it. Wow, mm. and packaging. He, he always takes it to. He level. took it to the next level. He always does. And what's incredible. crazy is he just did. He did the campaign we just talked about. But I insist. It's oh, unbelievable. The tagline is Un- Adam, and it says, but I insist.
0: Wow. Is Un- the unbelievable.
2: The wow. It
4: looks just like an Altoids ad.
2: I just got freaked out because it's almost as though he's in this room with us. It
4: oh. is, and it's like he can design incredibly quickly. You know? <laughs> like he heard us say that a moment ago and just whipped that up. That's
2: unbelievable.
4: Wow. Spencer. Man, you, you constantly top
2: yourself. Yeah. Did you guys see the, um, the email that we got from Scott Armstrong in Guatemala, Guatemala City? He said I, he just wanted to thank us for making him clean the kitchen this afternoon.
1: Yeah.
2: And, and he said, I'll explain. He says I usually listen you. <laughs> I usually listen to the relevant podcast while exercising, getting ready in the morning or in this case doing chores around the house. After lunch today I was drying dishes and listening to the podcast. I got done and decided to down a mammoth glass of water for no apparent reason. Just as I'm about three swigs into my 48-ounce glass, I hear Cameron introduce the infamous editorial bodily function of the week. Uh, That disturbing gurgling sound and the aftermath that ensued in your studio caused me to literally spew the water across the greater portion of the kitchen counters and floors because he's laughing so hard. I really had no good excuse for my wife when she asked me why I was on my hands and knees wiping up water
3: from the floor. I'm glad he said, spit the water out, because I was thinking, oh, man. like, like he was laughing that hard. That's <laughs> not funny, Jesse.
4: That's a real problem. Yeah. Incontinence is real, Jesse.
2: So he uh, he had a spit take. You know, I, I we... You see them on TV. We've actually inspired spit takes. I feel like our our job is done here. Yeah. Let's go ahead and pack it in, guys. We're done. It's a swan song. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the question was, tell us embarrassing things that happened while you're doing stuff you shouldn't have been doing. So here we go.
5: Oh, I've got a fresh one here. Darren Johnson said this happened on a date last week.
3: Wow, yeah. wow. He
5: said, so last weekend I took this girl Jenna out on our first date. While disaster is not the correct term to define the night, awkward certainly is. We randomly ran into her parents at dinner. Our conversations during the car ride range from abortion to politics to children with terminal diseases. Not the light conversation you usually find on a first date. Oh, and I accidentally revealed my admittedly feminine obsession with purses. If this makes the podcast, you might want to leave that part out. (laughs) I don't want to bore you, so I'll skip to the most awkward moment. While walking down the street in downtown Pasadena, we began to really connect. I was trying to make the best of the location by spontaneously taking us into stores along the street. We had gone into a few stores when I noticed something in my peripheral vision. It was a large rubber duck in the store's window. Intrigued, I quickly led her to the store's door. As a gentleman should, I opened the door for her and followed in. Oh, no. As I shut the door behind me, I turned to see her looking back at me, her eyes wide. The best way to describe her face would be both fear and shock. Before I had a chance to be confused, I noticed the wall behind her, filled with vibrators, dildos, and other pleasure paraphernalia. (coughs) Yes, I had taken this girl to an adult shop on her first date. Needless to say, (laughs) we immediately left the store without turning back. As we power-walked away, we both turned bright red as we laughed for a good ten minutes. Wow. Not quite sure if she was laughing at the overall situation or at my utter embarrassment. Either way, today I got a second date, so I guess the event didn't completely scare her away.
4: I would think something like that. You would walk out of the store, you would shake hands,
5: and you would go separate ways (laughs)
4: agreeing to never see each other or speak of it again. (laughs) This, I, yeah, I could've... hope that
5: doesn't get a, our podcast an explicit rating.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the FCC might step in yeah. on that one. This one is from another another fellow named Adam. I don't think this guy's from Kentucky though. I love the way he tells the story. It was his freshman year in college. My buddy Andrew started dating this good-looking girl. Okay, she was smoking hot. And after a few weeks, he told me that I needed to meet her twin sister. Of course I was all in. I mean, she's smoking hot, so her identical sister must be smoking hot as well. It would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what logic would tell us. So I meet her, and we hung out a couple times, Josh Harris style. Was group. she smoking huh? hot, though? Yeah.
5: Wait, no, were the two ever in the room at the same time?
3: Because <laughs> this has sitcom written all over it. <laughs> uh, and in one weekend, uh, they invited Andrew and I to come down to the state fair so we could hang out all day. Now, the twins were at the state fair because they were showing sheep and hogs. Wow. I should have realized this that this relationship <laughs> was doomed once I found that out. <laughs> but alas, she was smoking hot. Oh, no. <laughs> so on Saturday morning, Andrew and I stopped <laughs> to a three-hour trek to the fair. About halfway there, we stopped for some food. I got a disgusting of pizza, pizza at a gas station. Another mistake. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so we piling. guys just piling them up. Yeah. <laughs> I, this story kind of goes on, but the best part is that he ended up getting very, very sick on the rides oh. and started throwing up. So he had throw-up breath, Ew. which didn't go well because he had a smoking hot date.
1: Oh,
3: I don't feel so good now.
5: What about the sheep and the hogs?
3: Oh, I yeah, think- how did they do?
4: blue
5: ribbons
4: (laughs) blue ribbons all around
5: Uh, Karina Alvarez um, who's from Argentina she added a PS to hers that it's uh, interesting to know that in Argentina the unlucky day is Tuesday the 13th not Friday the 13th as it is in America Hmm. but now she's in the Bay Area Uh, she said the strangest place she's ever made out with a guy was a storage closet under... some stairs. The stairs were in a church during a youth group lock-in. Really, whose idea is it to have 40 or more teenagers play a version of hide-and-go-seek in a large church with all the lights turned off? Exactly. (laughs) Smart. This isn't strange until you find out that there were three 11 year olds in the closet with us they knew they knew exactly what we were doing and just sat there after the game was over one of the girls asked me for advice
2: they grew up a lot that day
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: I hang my head in shame they,
2: yeah. they w- went in 11 year olds came out 19 <laughs> <girls. laughs>
1: year hey, I have one here
2: I have one here from Ryan Stone it's not a story about him it's it's actually a story by Bert uh, Burl Walker the guy he knows okay okay so this Wait. Is what's pope? the guy's name burl walker burl B- <laughs> b-u-r-l now burl so Ives? ryan yeah. stone quote-unquote is sending us a story about burl i walker.
4: got this that friend sounds, who has a yeah. really uh, let's say his story.
1: name is uh, burl <laughs> walker walker
2: <Okay>, so, <laughs> so so this is in the voice of burl walker okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, get Your Roommate a Date Night went awry when the girl I was set up with, unbeknownst to me, was on her very first date ever. The date itself went fine, a night at the theater and dinner, and dinner with 40 of our friends, but she fell in love, and I didn't. Oh, no. <laughs> so to make matters worse, I talked to an old friend, and she agreed to pose as like being my girlfriend to help me avoid a confrontation with the previous date. When the date girl heard about my girlfriend, she left campus and didn't return. After a couple of days, the police found her living under a bridge Stop. and then admitted her into the local mental hospital. Oh, what?
5: My God. <laughs> Burl.
2: <laughs> Burl slash Ryan. Good
5: yeah. night. I think this guy made it up.
2: Did you do? Well, Ryan sent this in because he says that he was working on the school newspaper and uh, Burl Walker, who's a Spanish teacher at the school, wrote this as one of the stories that Ryan was working on.
3: Okay, wow. So, wow. He so, could, so she was so heartbroken that a blind date did not work out that she r- ran uh, away from home and was admitted into a mental hospital. Well, it was a group
1: date. So. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, off you know, the hook. Would work. it be
4: possible at some point to get Burl Walker? And Callahan McIver together
1: <laughs>
3: because like, like the a name date. like Burl <laughs> and Burl Walker for that matter. Yeah, Burl Walker. Texas roommate Yeah, are they roommates? Are they?
2: They <laughs> get each other dates.
4: Yeah, it sounds like Burl could maybe be Callahan's partner or something of the sort.
2: Callahan, he's, McIver, he's the muscle and Burl. Yeah, he's yeah. the muscle
4: and Callahan's the brains. Yeah, I see it. Mm-hmm. It's funny. This person said at the end, "Please withhold our la- at least our last names, okay?" And I promised to do that because you actually
3: didn't give me your first name. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, their email address is non-identifiable, and she didn't. Right. It, right. See, right. if you
3: want to be unanimous, that's the way to do it. You know, don't do it from like your business account that has your ad- address. Anonymous. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to all agree on something, <laughs> um, go ahead. Read it. <laughs> sure thing.
1: <laughs>
4: Dying to hear it. Okay, she says this embarrassing moment was with my husband, who I was not married to yet. At the the time, the embarrassing moment happened. So, their house, uh, her house, had an indoor pool. And one night, her boyfriend at the time, yeah, they decided they wanted to go for a swim. And since their parents weren't home, they thought they'd go skinny dipping.
3: Oh, right? oh no,
2: perversion! Yeah, yeah. so these little
3: hideous. Uh,
2: cover your ears. I mean, how how is skinny dipping like socially acceptable? I mean, that I mean, is it? Is it? Mean, yeah. It's common. Is there? Is I mean, there? A, common. I mean, I mean. You hear about it a lot. Yeah.
4: I mean, well, there, there's actually, I remember at Florida State, uh, we would set up our, our table in the student union, the campus ministry I worked for, and there's another table called the FSU Full Moon Swimmers. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
5: and these it were people- senior like a senior gr- like an old people group. Well,
1: <laughs>
4: more or less. Uh, it was a, a group of skinny dippers, but the representative- was an incredibly old guy. looked like he was about seventy five, and he had a long, grizzly white beard, and he wore a mesh shirt. <laughs> so
3: he's basically a pervert.
4: Yeah, and it's like oh, exactly. It's man. like you are not going to draw like the people you want. Hey, kids, come with, check out the skin. Exactly, group. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna draw the people you want, old man. If you're the representative, like a skinny old guy in a mesh shirt. <laughs>
2: Um, and then you six, were two two tables over in your own mesh shirt and your mask. You yeah, I was like to the ball. Yeah, I was like,
4: <laughs> is this guy like he's in my head now? <laughs> Every time I pick a mesh shirt, it seems yeah. like he's
3: wearing the same one. My question is, how does the university let some just wily old man come and run a table to get college students naked and swim with them? Wow. You would think there would be a red flag <laughs> that somewhere. That is amazing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I want to apply for, to sponsor a club. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, I got a mesh shirt.
1: Um, <laughs> so if what, you-
3: yeah, are you doing community service? So what, what are we doing here? Oh, it was going to be some nude stuff. <laughs> Swimming.
5: Intramurals. <Yeah. laughs>
4: oh, man. So if if you're at Florida State, by the way, currently, and you've come across the, the full moon skinny dippers, please write in.
3: Have I full and, moon skinny please, dippers? Do you mean full moon skinny dipper? <laughs>
4: well, okay. I will say this. I never approached the table because I, I knew what I would find there. Um, be- not just a guy in a mesh shirt, but they had a display of photos of their activities. Um, so obviously there's like nude photos all over this display, but I had been told that there actually was more than just that guy in it. Somehow his, his siren song had had
3: actually been successful. I was going to say, if it, was just pictures of, it would be just pictures of him bathing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Publicly. Come to look through my photo just album. having a sponge bath
4: in a big galvanized steel tub.
5: And did the photography club have to develop these photos?
4: <laughs> oh, I hope not. Yeah, where did they get these developed? Yeah. What, which reminds me, and I promise I'm going to get back to this person's story, but it reminds me of another guy at Florida <laughs> State, uh, affectionately referred to as Naked Dave. And uh, he, he was the guy who posed for every, like every nude photo or drawing class that oh. they had at school. And he w- he didn't go to the school. He's just <laughs> some dude who liked to pose naked. Wow! And he would ride around campus uh, campus on a recumbent bicycle. So it's like, there goes, naked Dave. <laughs> we had Dave. And it. Naked. He, had, he had a skullet. Uh, you know the the. <laughs> where you've lost all your hair on top but you keep it really long in the back and put in a ponytail. Oh, no. yeah.
3: I actually knew a guy who went, who was referred to as Naked Dave because he would go <laughs> It's the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> he was a student and like once a week they have hall meeting, you know. it wasn't it wasn't co-ed dorms, so it's just guys, but he would show up naked. Just to, just to get a rise out of people that was oh, uncomfortable. Oh, he did. Oh. Oh.
1: Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
3: stop it (laughs) medallions um this is this is maybe our most risque it it really is i don't don't know i hope we let him
2: finish this this email it's even gets worse yeah
4: well uh, i don't know it may not be that bad uh so they're they're having a good time skinny dipping and being silly and everything And all of a sudden she hears a i thought uh, they
2: were making out
4: well yeah While skinny dipping, yeah, that's not just joking around and playing beach ball. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, then they she hears the uh, crackling aged voice of her ninety year old grandmother oh, no. shout her name. Oh right. No. So uh, she said any hope of concealing her actions was lost when I realized my grandma would clearly see our hastily discarded pile of clothing at the other end of the pool. Okay. She says whether grandma was cognizant of what was going on or not she quickly changed the subject, reminding me to close the windows because a storm was coming.
1: Oh, <laughs> she
4: turned and left and I can still see her shaking her head and mumbling something about those kids swimming. She walked away. Worst ever. Yeah, but so that's what she gets for being naked. At any rate, they've been married for, for a years. while now, so
3: that makes it you know.
1: Okay,
4: I guess no harm, no foul. So I guess as I long know. as
2: you're going to get married, kids, go ahead and get naked, <laughs>
3: <the> kids <laughs> kids. make out. Well, whatever I mean, you want? I'm I actually write a book I, <laughs> about it. <but> I <laughs> counter to Josh Harris. <laughs> yeah. I have my own theories about. <laughs> gay it's team. called I kissed promiscuity. Hello. <laughs> As um,
4: long
2: as I get married to that one person, yeah. yeah. But I, I think Awful. the lesson learned here Awful. is
5: Grandma that Grandma always Jesus, holds a grudge. Yeah,
2: but
3: Grandma <laughs> didn't
2: forget.
4: But you know, it's probably it's probably a nice memory for <laughs> she, <laughs> her of her grandmother. You yeah. Know, to be able to look back, like, ah, oh, Grandma, I remember the time she saw me swimming naked.
2: She she probably shared it at her grandmother's funeral, most likely. <laughs> yeah. Part of the eulogy.
4: Well, well, there's this
3: one time I was naked before I got married.
2: <laughs> Grandma walked in. <laughs>
3: Andrew Files said that when he was 16... The
4: Andrew Files, tonight on NBC.
3: (laughs) It's that law and order noise. dun
4: dun dunk. It's the Andrew Files.
3: In the the city of New York, there are stories. (laughs) How does the law and order start? It's in the criminal justice system. Anyway, in the Andrew Files, um, Andrew was 16 at the time, and that's right at the time that you can begin dating. And so obviously really excited in, in his family well, well because Amish of a car country. because he has a car so he can oh, actually okay, okay. go out on dates okay. unless you're cycling down to the, <laughs> the trading post picking <laughs> bur- up a woman and, <laughs> and generally, men actually start
2: dating when they're 9
3: yeah <laughs> they just, they've
4: got those enormous bicycles yeah. and and but it's
1: they, always they
2: literally the- pick up women <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> hey By <laughs> the way women
3: in their hoop skirts <laughs> with their parasols. By the way, um, <laughs> this is a side note, but we are our new office is in a really cool part of town. there's lots of antique shops and lots of there's also several bicycle shops. There's one that I pass every morning coming to work and right in the front window and I've been in this bike shop before and they have a lot of cool road bikes and stuff but right in the front window and they, they just arrived in the last two weeks or so is a big wheel bike. Come I su- on. No. Seriously, no. I saw
4: it myself. Okay. It's an old timey big the, front wheel the, the bike. The front
3: wheel is probably four feet tall. Yeah. Easily. And there is a there's a there's a seat up there, handlebars, and a little tiny back wheel. Yep. I don't even know how you get on this thing. But yeah. every time I've by I have to have it. I want it so bad. And Can it you needs imagine be part
5: of the Relic games?
4: Can every- you imagine like locking that up out in front of my <laughs> or something? Or
3: just riding it, kind of like swaying in and out of traffic. Like, whoa, whoa,
4: <laughs> this wheel's huge. Watch out!
3: <laughs> but every time I ride it, I keep thinking of if I go there during lunch because I it's walking distance. I've walked there before. Yeah. Can I ask them to take it for a test drive? Like, ooh, I'm really in the market for one of these big wheels. <laughs> um, but you know, I want to make sure. I wonder if they're just really expensive. Drive it back expensive. to the office. <laughs> up yeah. The ramp. So long, suckers.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you have to give me your license, but yeah. it doesn't matter because you're on a bike.
3: Yeah, I'm not going to be needing that license anymore. I got a big wheel bike. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hmm. so Andrew File, I, I, you know, he could just start. <laughs> he just started dating with a car. Actually, going on to dates. He's,
5: he's dating his car. Yeah, that's odd. <laughs>
3: He really liked that car, that first one, the 16. <laughs> anyway, he took his girlfriend out and it was a Bronco too that he feel he felt the need to to say that. So he's in his Bronco and he drives his girlfriend back to the house, but it but it's raining. Really, you know, pouring cats and dogs. So obviously you can't go back inside if it's raining, especially if your parents are in there.
5: He should walk her to the door though.
3: Well, I think he felt like it'd be better to wait out the rain in the car.
1: Oh, so of course, yeah,
3: exactly. Wink. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you don't want to walk out in the rain. There's dangerous lightning. You know where the safest place to be is lightning in the car, (laughs) particularly a Bronco too. (laughs) So he's in he's in the driveway, which isn't that smart if the parents are home. and they are talking, and talking leads to kissing, and kissing leads to making out. And it's raining out, and I guess the windows got a little fogged up. And so they didn't see her dad come out oh, no. about 20 minutes later. Oh. And he said after the little confrontation with the dad, he wanted to break up with her right then and there, so he would never have to see her again or her dad. Wow. So,
5: oh, that's the end? Yeah. Oh, that makes me sad.
3: No, but he didn't break up with her. He said he wanted to. But I, he doesn't say what he did. Maybe he did. I don't know. <laughs> that, we'll just have to find out next week on the Andrew 5. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cliffhanger ending every week.
5: <laughs> this guy had a car story. Uh, he says, I was a sophomore and was dating a junior who could drive.
2: Well done. Yeah. She
5: picked me up for a date in her dad's Trans Am. We, Whoa. Could, we went to the movies but decided just to sit in the parking lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we start
5: making out as you would refer to it. After a while we decided that, that the back seat would work much better. Oh. Oh, I won't man. bore you with the details of the event.
3: What? But- <laughs> Wait. A minute. Bore you bored us. us up to this. Yeah. yeah. You felt the need to tell us this to the a trans best part of the story.
5: <laughs> but as we went about our business, we noticed oh, a couple of headlights behind us. As you can probably figure out by now, it was indeed her parents, both of them. I still remember the look in her father's eyes as he opened the door and asked, "What are you two doing?" I wanted to say, what do you think? But realized (laughs) that would be a very bad move. I remember the tears in her mother's eyes. I don't remember much of what was said as they drove me home. I know there was conversation. I believe the words never and again and forbid came up once in a while. (laughs) There was much of that night that I'm still embarrassed about many years later. What I'm most embarrassed about, though, is getting out of her parents' car as they dropped me off at my house, looking back at them and saying, I love your daughter and I'm going to marry her. Seven years later, I married someone else.
3: Oh,
2: man. Their little girl grew up that day. <laughs>
3: wow. Oh, man. Oh, that's oh, rough. Lord.
2: Wow. I'm going to marry her. <laughs> <laughs> I love your daughter. <laughs>
1: that's horrifying. Oh.
2: All right. Well, that'll do it for feedback. That—that's that I can't take anymore. Yeah. <laughs> They're all so very odd. I feel like my morals have been compromised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I yeah. feel dirty.
4: Seriously
3: you people i'm ashamed i am sickened by you <laughs> stop listening to our podcast yeah. i don't even want you listening to my voice <laughs> and you people got all indignant just... about the man drabbit
1: yeah, <laughs> look really. at the things
3: you've done <laughs> We
1: are now
3: just the thought that my voice is hitting your ears sickens me your dirty perverted ears <laughs> turn me off right now i'm serious <laughs>
2: so with this week's edifying Editorial Question of the Week.
0: Editorial Question of the Week. Hey!
5: We mentioned earlier with the summer blockbuster movies coming out that, you know, no one has a chance of coming against one of those movies. But if you could, tell us what movie you would have go against, like Pirates or any of the other...
4: Or Bug. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> any of the other summer blockbuster movies. And you got to tell us a story and uh, Craft of the Week. Make a poster.
2: Maybe maybe even Who stars in It.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole rundown. Just,
2: yeah. you know, we want to know. And they have to not be it. stupid movies. They have to be movies that would beat the blockbuster on the yeah. long weekend.
4: If you could send us, you know, a 120-page screenplay.
5: <laughs> then, and sign this release form.
4: Yeah, that would probably <laughs> be the best. And also if you could maybe shop it around and get some funding for it first.
2: So, okay, so... Tell us about the movie, your your movie that would take down pirates or whoever on opening weekend. Supri- it would be like a surprise out of nowhere mm-hmm. mega hit. So your movie, the story behind it, kind of the stars, and bonus points for making an actual movie poster.
4: Now, I have a summer blockbuster, and it's based around the concept. I think it is pure blockbuster, summer blockbuster material. It's based around the concept that of all the uh, fundamental forces of nature... Wind has no natural enemy, right? So it would be a big disaster-type horror flick about wind turning against people and attacking, right? It would be called Twister. No, this is different. <laughs> this is different. This would be it's called Breaking things. Wind, right?
1: <laughs> and it's all
4: about this guy. He's a cop on the edge who his family was taken by the wind. <laughs> what summer professor <blackbuster laughs> doesn't have a cop
1: on yeah. the
4: edge? Yeah. He, they, he was literally blown away.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> The family was just blown away. Yeah, they're like,
4: they're like flying a kite or something and the wind took them. So he has a vendetta <laughs> Why didn't against they let the, go of the kite? Yeah. Well, the wind is wily and crafty. You <laughs> just never know. And, uh, of course, the wind fights back by doing things like blowing vampires and ninjas into people. Um, Into people. Into
2: people, yeah. So the the, the ninja is just walking along the street, minding his own business. The wind shoves him into an unsuspecting... Well, maybe
4: even across continents. Like, he may have blown over from Japan, you know, because the wind wind is very strong. The
2: the ninja is disoriented
4: and pissed off. And angry. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. He's looking for the first fight he can get. He's like, I don't know how I ended up here, but I am mad. Yeah. And same with the vampires. They're confused and bike crazy, you know?
5: (laughs) And the only creatures who can harness the power of the wind are flying squirrels. That's
4: right. They're the only ones who are immune. You just gave away the But, uh, but then there's there's uh, ancillary characters. They're a professor who studied wind all his life. And his commando team, they're trying to stop the wind. And they're known as Bob Gale and the Gale Force. Uh, so it's uh, it's going to be a great movie. You know, it's you know, you can even imagine the trailer. Like, this summer is going to blow you away. <laughs>
3: Literally.
4: Yeah.
1: <sighs>
4: Breaking wind. <laughs> you know, so this something movie like that. It really
5: stinks.
3: <laughs> this movie blows. Yeah. So, some, yeah, something like that. Something like that. I can already see it being panned cleverly. <laughs> uh, you, you could imagine that, but for the fact that
4: it's going to be roundly reviewed as the best film of all time.
3: What didn't? Especially Francis, the vampires and ninjas. Was it Francis Schaeffer who had "Chasing the Wind" or "Grasping the Wind"? Isn't that a famous work of Christian literature?
5: Against the wind?
3: I think you're thinking, I think you're <laughs> yeah, thinking I believe out. that was Bob Seeker. Um, the Purpose Driven <laughs> Life. Oh, okay. That's it. That's actually going to be my movie. It's going to be The Purpose Driven Life, the movie. Uh, I'm Joel Osteen. What?
1: Yeah, you have As to start Rick with Warren. the board game As first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Joel Osteen's,
4: yeah, going to play Rick Warren. I would, oh. I would have Paul Giamatti. <laughs>
1: oh,
2: nice. Yeah. Well, well casted. Thank, Thank you. Yeah. So send in your movie, summer movie blockbusters. It's got to be a surefire hit. Uh, I really want to see the movie Posters. That's what I'm most interested in. And What's
4: w- Posters about?
2: The p-
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well played. <laughs> what can I say? It also stars Paul Giamatti. <laughs> As, As Rick Warren. The <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> spinoff. Hey, the guy sells 70 million books. I think he can be in two movies. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so send it in to
2: editorial at relevant or feedback at relevant Relevant Update actually um, uh, my better judgment says to not say anything so I'm not but something big's about to happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so so stay tuned. Uh, probably next week we'll be able to tell you what it is yeah. or you'll just see for yourself.
5: Yeah. The good thing is It's if not it, the rapture. Or it could be. <laughs>
2: it could be. We could don't be, know. But, but we'll be here to tell yeah. you about it.
4: <laughs> after our conversation after this,
2: today. After this? Yeah. Um, and you... 212 listeners who wrote in yeah. you'll be here with us <laughs>
3: all those yeah, heathens and jezebels that uh, are in today
2: but
4: uh, the good thing about just saying it's really big I can't tell you is then if it doesn't happen we can just say something else like we got new sodas in the vending machine we got
3: the, we got the big wheel bike <laughs> <laughs> but we quickly crash it riding down the ramp and it's done you'll never see it <laughs> <laughs> well on that note
2: we're going to wrap up the podcast many thanks to Sharon Cohn from International Justice Mission for coming through for more information about what they're doing and ways that you can get involved check out IJM.org also many thanks to Zetta, their new album again is Popularity it's on Tooth & Nail Records you can find them at Joanzetta.com.
5: alternate craft of the week design the car, Zetta.
2: <laughs> Plymouth. the Plymouth
3: Jones, the Jones. The
2: Jones. I next week I, I think I'd promise you guys a Derek Webb performance this week that will show up next week so uh, definitely tune in for that on that note we'll wrap things up I'm Cameron Strang
5: I'm Carrie Davis I'm
2: Adam Smith I'm Jesse Carey. we'll see you next week